South Connection. Welcome back to the Temple, and welcome back to Linking Up Luchas. I'm your host, Logan Croslin, and tonight we will continue to look at the characters, matches, and drama that Lucha Underground has to offer. Let me down bring in my co-host for tonight, Jennifer Smith. How you doing? I'm excellent, Logan. Excited to be here to talk some Lucha with you guys. All right. Excited to have you as well. Uh, Jake Williams is also here. Jake, how you doing? I'm a machine, not a man. Oh. A machine with allergies. <laughs> but a mach- machine, nonetheless. A washing so. machine. <laughs> right, right. No, he doesn't have water right now, so. Oh yeah. Be yeah. That- uh, yeah. and dryer. <laughs> I, I need you. I need you to say it like Cage, though. You're a machine. So. I'm a machine. <laughs> You're a machine with machismo. Machine. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight we'll be talking about um, the Lucha Underground episodes from January 28th and February 4th, 2015. But before we hop into those episodes, um, I'll first ask, um, I'll go to Jenny first. Um, You kind of said you had more uh, feelings and thoughts about Aztec Warfare when we watched that on the last episode y'all were on. So feel free to spill any of those thoughts and uh, feelings. Oh, honey, I don't remember any of those thoughts or feelings. <laughs> uh, no, I I think that we just kind of, we did the live watch and we didn't really talk much about everything. Um, and then we talked about everything other than the match during it. Um, but I did like it. I thought it was really cool concept match, concept episode of a show. And um, I think Puma's a good choice for champ. And the belt sucks. That's the other thing. Well, uh, as we see tonight, uh, it might not be around uh, too much <laughs> yeah. longer. Right. Um, but I think I think the problem was is I was like I asked y'all for y'all's like score ratings for it, and then whoever went first like didn't say anything after they gave their score rating. When I really wanted you to like score it and then give your thoughts, so it kind of ah. for everybody else. So. Uh-huh. Um, that that was that was probably on me. But Jake, did you have any other thoughts we, on Aztec? We botched it, is what Logan's saying. We a fucked it all up. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, the main thing, which I think we expressed while watching it live, was I was just surprised at the the ending. It was not who I was. That's a rash. I know the guys have said, mentioned similar, but I do think after watching the the last two that you guys did and these that we're about to cover, it kind of like. I kind of got used to it pretty quick. Like it didn't seem that weird after starting to get into it. It was just surprising in the moment because Mm -hmm. it wasn't the story I expected. It doesn't mean that the story I expected is the right way to go. It just wasn't what I expected. What do you mean it wasn't the right thing? (laughs) Well, I know. Yep. Well, you you talked about the previous two episodes. Uh, I'll go ahead and ask you what were your thoughts on those that we talked about last time. Yeah, I thought they were good. Some of you guys, I thought the five. I, I mean, I didn't go five stars on Brian Cage. Uh, Brian Cage squashing some jabrones, but it was effective. But I don't know if it was, you know, uh, Steve Austin, Bret Hart level. But you know, yeah. uh, it was very good. Uh, the second one, a bit of a step down, but you can't expect them all to be, you know, complete bangers. But yeah, I've liked the way they're going. I like that they're establishing Puma as a, uh, a fighting champion. I, and we'll see more of this. I like the development of uh, now. I think it puts even more of a spotlight on he and uh, Conan's relationship, which we'll mm. see kind of some some spotlight on that in this one. So I think that's a an interesting angle to take with him as champ. So yeah, I thought they were good episodes. They've I feel like we've rarely had um, 
I don't think we've really had much of like a stinker episode yet. Like I think mm-hmm. you guys have mentioned the second one you guys covered last time. It wasn't really bad. It's just like it's all relative. So yeah. it was a step down to the first one, but it wasn't bad. It was just okay. But so they we've managed to get so far what like twelve episodes or so without one that totally sucked, which is pretty good. That's true. Very true. Uh, Jenny, what did you think of the ones talked about last time? Um. So I ended up kind of kind of taking vague notes on this, but uh, the the debut of Aerostar I thought was a standout. Uh, liked him a lot. Um, Cage as well ended up being interesting in that <laughs> episode. Um, we got stupid Chavo doing his stupid shit for Blue Demon. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there was that amazing table dive uh, by Drago uh, that broke their bodies and the match. That mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. Um, I don't typically enjoy a double count out finish, but look, after that dive, it was kind of all you could really do. I don't know how they survived it. I'm pretty sure Drago wasn't conscious enough to get back in the ring, so oh. it was going to be a single count out or yeah. a double count out. <laughs> um, and then the main event of that first episode um, was great. Puma versus Phoenix. Look, that was excellent. Uh, and Cage comes in at the end to give Puma a little taste of the machine mm-hmm. and then for episode 11 we had <laughs> interview with the vampiro that <laughs> yo brother <laughs> why are really... you such a cocky asshole Kane? <laughs> yeah i know yo man people have been saying you're a big pussy what's up with that <laughs> vampiro very confrontational interview style <laughs> Big time confrontational. It only gets worse. (laughs) All I could think of was to compare it to Mike Tanay in TNA. Uh, And I'm like, even Mike Mike wasn't as aggressive as that shit. I was losing my mind. Uh, And and why they didn't label it interview with a vampiro, I really don't know. They really should have done that. Yeah, that's a big mess for sure. (laughs) Um, That six man tag match was a hell. Uh, no, no, is that the wrong episode? Yeah. No, nah, it was just a, it was just a regular tag. The, the regular tag with them, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, with yeah, our favorite Pimpinella. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the second episode uh, down a little bit from that mm-hmm. first one, but still uh, a really good uh, main event with the last Luchador standing match. Yeah, we weren't excited by the by the end of that one, but uh, yeah. I think it ended up being a pretty good match there for the most part. I just, you know, if it was going to be a blow off, I think tying him to the rope was probably the wrong way to go. But yeah, uh, yeah. maybe they'll face each other again down the line, and uh, we'll get a little bit better of a match. Well, too. Logan, you you obviously didn't want Sean and Shift to get two really good episodes, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean you know. just like you planned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I I was kind of scared. I th- thought we might just should uh, record one episode last time, but then I was like, ah, oh, that one's kind of crappy, so it works out. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, favoritism towards you guys, of course, um, as obviously. Always. But um, we will go on into episode number twelve, titled "They Call Him Cage." Uh, so we can probably tell who that <laughs> should we do a lucha on the ground noise? Yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, we <laughs> we start with highlights of kind of the saga between the crew, Rick and Dario. Uh, they then show highlights of Puma and Phoenix uh, from last week, as well as the uh, post-match attack from Cage. Um, that was two weeks ago, actually. Sorry. Um, but we then open the episode with uh, Cage pumping iron. Uh, D- Dario then comes in and says he likes what he's seen and he that he came in and grabbed the bull by the horns, but Cage actually grabbed the bull by the huevos. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> he said that. By the eggs? Um, yeah, apparently. <laughs> by yeah. the beans. Yeah, by the, be- <laughs> the beans. <laughs> oh, but he says he sent Puma to the hospital on his debut, and then he informs Cage that he has what he wants, and that's a title shot against Puma tonight in the main event. Cage then says, Puma loses tonight because he's a machine. So, um, and when, then we're welcomed in with some uh, very mariachi band sounding mm-hmm. music. Um, I think they were El Mariachi of the Bronx or something like that is what uh, Stryker called them. Uh, so we have a name for our band tonight, and I think they're on next week as well. Um, but Vamp is uh, feeling the music. He's dancing all around at the commentary table. He's really feeling himself. Uh, but they let us know that uh, Vampiro later has an interview with Conan and Puma. Uh, so uh, we'll hear about that later. But then they tell us about our first match. And that is going to be a rematch of the match to determine who entered first and last in Aztec Warfare. And that's Mil Muertes versus Phoenix. Muertes tries to catch Phoenix off guard immediately, but Phoenix quickly reverses a charge into a roll-up for two. Phoenix then starts using strikes to no effect on Muertes. Then Muertes scores with a big forearm that absolutely obliterates uh, Phoenix. Mm. Um, He then catches him on a charge with a belly-to-belly into the turnbuckle. Scores with a big TDT after that. More big strikes by Muertes. Then he tries to catch him with a back body drop, but Phoenix actually gets a kick to the face. Phoenix then goes for a back handspring cutter, but gets caught and brutally hit with a German suplex. I thought that was really awesome. Uh, Phoenix then tries tries to use his speed get Muertes off guard, but Muertes continuously cuts him off uh, with his power, no matter what he kind of tries to do. Um, Muertes then hits a big spear, some more big strikes in the corner. He then goes for a superplex and actually hits it, but once they hit the mat, Phoenix somehow turns that into an inside cradle, and uh, Phoenix gets the win with a three count, so kind of a shock win there at the very end, but really solid match uh, up to that point, but uh, I think they probably could do a little better if given a little bit more time but uh jenny what'd you think of it yeah i like this one too and a little bit and i'm not really one to notice this or i i wouldn't say notice it i'm not really one to harp on it but there was some thigh slapping happening uh, okay <laughs> gotcha. um yeah which you know all right i jenny don't know Melker. i'm just kidding i know i, I don't know <laughs> there was just something about it that um i guess was just maybe less well done or more noticeable in this match but mill is a freaking beast man <laughs> uh striker says he is a heaving gut at one point in the match. oh i thought that was hilarious too. <laughs> uh he is not wrong because that gut be heaving because he's beating mm-hmm. the shit out of phoenix um that sick german that was awesome and his all his moves are just so just impactful and brutal mm-hmm. and um yeah, I don't know how he turned that superplex into that cradle to win. I was shocked. I was shocked for a Phoenix win, but happy. So I did like two and three quarter stars. I got you. Jake, what'd you think? Yeah. Uh, 
I just thought about this. Frijoles is beans. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. Huevos is definitely eggs. Jenny was right. <laughs> right. I think I knew that too. Huevos, he was talking about his balls, guys. That's what he was yeah. talking about. Yeah, so beans. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I, I dug the what they were doing for these two guys because I love both these guys. And I love how, like, I like how Phoenix came in kind of feeling himself like he wasn't intimidated. But then at the same time, Mill was, like, not having it. And, like, yeah, every yeah, time you would try and knock him down, you just – yeah beat his ass so like so i kind of like that dynamic i did not like that finish though i mm-hmm. i think i mean i know phoenix is presented as really strong but i felt like mill has been built up too much to be defeated like that and it bothered me too because like he didn't even really roll him up he just kind of hooked his leg like i didn't buy that that was enough to take down mill as much of a beast as he's been built up to be yeah. and then they only wrestle for like four minutes i mean i get it like he's stealing the win, but I thought maybe they could have executed that a little better, like maybe do an actual roll-up. So I ended up going like two and a half on it. Still liked what they had, but the, I'm with you, Logan. They definitely, like these two could put on a classic if given the time, but um, yeah, they didn't really go that route. So I wasn't digging the finish too much. And I, and a growing trend striker, like you, he on these episodes is giving me like, What's like the opposite of ASMR? Like anti, <laughs> like with his, like I feel like he's doing the gravelly voice, but it feels so forced. Like he's trying to make himself talk like this, and it was mm. like grating on me so badly during these episodes. Yeah, he's very obnoxious with the forced uh, gravel for sure. Um, but yeah, and the I get where you're coming from with the finish. Um, and the only thing that really bothered me about that, I I, I get the 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 kind of out of nowhere roll up, but mm-hmm. he kind of didn't sell the superplex at all. Like mm-hmm. I can understand that right. maybe you react react and hook the legs, but like he just immediately rolls out of the ring and just runs up the stairs without holding his head or his flat back right. or anything. Right. So he just like with all the all the crazy shit we've seen Phoenix do, they could have come up with a more creative unbelievable spot you know like phoenix could literally do anything like there's some crazy shit roll-up thing he could have done now to i think sold it better yeah but like like you like i both said it was a it was a solid match uh and definitely probably deserved more time and uh they will definitely face each other again in a big spot so uh we will definitely see this matchup again um but after that match we get a cage package uh he basically says his normal catchphrases about being overlooked, that he's not uh, part of a luchador family. He doesn't have a mask. He doesn't have everything else that a lot of the people do in uh, Lucha Underground. Um, he's had to earn everything he's gotten, and he will continue to be fueled by the blood, sweat, and tears of his enemies. So just a basic kind of package for him um, th- that we've seen three or four times at this point. So uh, it was it was effective, but he didn't say anything he, that he hadn't said before. Um, but we'll go into our next match, and that's going to be the crew of Bale, uh, Cortez Castro, and Mr. Cisco. And they will be taking on our Hennis, Aerostar, and Superfly. Castro and Fly start things out. Fly uses his agility to get over on Castro early, and Hurricane Rana's him to the outside. Uh, when Fly does the moonsault from the top rope onto the entire crew, uh, back in the ring, Castro scores with a cheap shot and tags in Cisco. Fly immediately nails a palm strike and a back back springboard arm drag. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Arhenis and Bale then are both tagged in. Bale immediately scores with some big strikes before missing a splash in the corner. Back suplex by Arhenis, and then he goes for a super kick but is blocked and nailed with a right hand. 
Cisco is then tagged back in. He immediately gets kicked in the ass and then Hurricane Ron it. I thought that was a pretty cool spot or funny spot. Um, Aerostar is in and immediately hits a springboard tilt-a-whirl head scissors. Uh, Cisco then ends up in the face corner and kind of gets knocked around, uh, allowing Arhenis to, to get on the top rope with Aerostar on his shoulders. So Aerostar stands on Arhenis's shoulders on the yes. top rope and leaps from damn near the roof of the temple. It seems yes. like. So, uh, which was an absolutely unreal spot. I thought it, it was awesome. The balance that it took is just crazy, but yeah, really cool spot. Um, Cisco then scores with a big boot uh, when both are running the ropes. He then goes and slaps fly, which draws him in and the refs allows it for some reason. Uh, Cisco is able to fought, fight off both Fly and Aerostar. Uh, then the crew follows that and hits uh, three kicks, one after the other in the corner on Aerostar. The crew then tags in and out, just completely wearing out Aerostar with big move after big move. Arrow finally gets the advantage back with a jawbreaker and a top rope back elbow. He gets the tag to Arhenis, who scores with a springboard Hurricane Rana, on Cisco, he then nails some big kicks and another head scissors. Uh, our Hennis then hits a code red on Cisco, but the crew comes in and breaks up the pin at two. Uh, after that, he ends up getting caught in the crew corner and hit with a series of double teams, ending with Bale hitting a stomp on our Hennis while our Hennis's back is on Cisco's knees. Uh, back up, our Hennis reverses a backdrop, uh, then tags in Aerostar and hits a springboard splash. Immediately tags in Fly. He knocks Castro to the floor and gets pulled out as well. Bale then seems to be able to do a suicide, or he seems to be about to do a suicide dive, uh, but says up yours to the fan. He gives him the big forearm, you know, up yours little sign. Uh, he then gets pulled out and a brawl ensues. Arhenis then comes in and dives out onto everyone. Uh, Cisco then starts to dive, but Arrow cuts him off and Her Hurricane runs him to the floor. And then he dives out on top of everyone. Uh, Arrow then back in, hits another incredible dive onto everyone. And then once again, back in the ring, after a short slap exchange, uh, the crew hit uh, the Shatter Machine on Arrow Star for the win. So really energetic tag. Uh, again, the crew, I feel like they're not presented like superstars or anything like that, but I feel like they're fairly solid in every match that they have. And I think these three guys that they put them up against are pretty good wrestlers as well. So I think it came across a lot better than uh, maybe if you saw this match on paper, but uh, Jake, what'd you think of this one? Yeah, I think they're sort of elevated, like, cause they were awesome in this match and then splitting off with Rick, I think made them seem like more legit. Like they're not just like his lackeys or whatever. And they were awesome in this match. That, uh, I forgot what you called it. I forget the actual, like that code breaker thing that they do is just sick. Like, uh, it's the shadow machine stuff. that FDR does, is what I call it. So, right. So they stole it from, um, the crew, obviously. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, that curb stomp is vicious too. Like, um, mm -hmm. that is a sick move. The double team dive was great, but it's just like one of these trios matches. It's like constant motion, constant, constant action. Everybody, like, uh, hitting their spots really well i like how halfway through the match and they you know to their credit or commentary they kind of put this over like that the beginning the faces aren't aggressive enough and so about halfway through the match they kind of pick up their game and realize they need to like push it a little bit harder and uh so i kind of like that aspect of it there's at one point i don't know if it's a crowd or somebody but somebody just screams like oh no at one of these moves oh, and yeah. it's like <laughs> it was so awesome like it's just such a good reaction because, like, I find myself saying that to so many of these moves. But yeah, this is a sick. This is a sick match. I went three and a half on it. Just uh, constant action for like ten minutes. 
Um, I do think this face crew we have here, we'll see if they start to develop them more, but it's like the first instance I've seen on Lucha Underground where I'm starting, like, where they seem a little bit like throwaway guys. Like, they're not really giving them the shine that we see for most of these. And I, it's the first time I've been like, okay, I got to try and keep track of these guys because I'm not sure who's who at first. Mm-hmm. Like, with Aerostar and Arhenis and all these guys, like, this is the first time they've just kind of thrown a bunch of guys in there and not had them had much of a backstory so we'll see if they get anything and i mean i guess it's natural not everybody's gonna get like the cool vignette things but um we'll see how but they're all talented like uh aerostar like jenny said earlier he's uh particularly good yeah i got you uh jenny what'd you think yeah aerostar was made me sit up and go who the fuck is this guy uh <laughs> When you jump off of another man's freaking shoulders, uh, standing, I think it was, it wasn't top rope. Like, yeah, it middle, might've been middle rope. Yeah. Middle rope. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. Have you ever seen that before? No, like, I've never seen anybody do something like that. That's, that was insane. Like, and, and it was casual. They just popped it off. Like, mm-hmm. like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, this match reminded me a lot of the trios matches from GCW without yep. all the gimmicks. Um, just that, like what Jake said, constant, motion and even the crew like you like you said logan at first i'm like oh these guys are whatever but now that they are split off from big rick i don't know it's like they became good all of a sudden (laughs) um because i definitely wasn't expecting this performance from them um Mm -hmm. the big spots on this the big group spots are like fucking great like Mm -hmm. i would be losing my mind if i saw this match live um, that's how I feel about it. And um, the Jake's point about these guys seeming like the jobber guys. I don't know. I think Superfly um, feels a little bit more established than the other two, I guess, maybe just because mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen the other two. But Aerostar really came out and said, this is what I'm doing. And uh, <laughs> y- y'all need to listen the fuck up. Um, I did three and a half as well. Yeah, I got you. Um, I, I think Superfly, he, he has been on more episodes with, that mm-hmm. we've seen so far. I do think he is mostly a jobber. But the other two guys uh, end up getting more involved, and they'll be on more episodes and stuff like that. But okay. I won't say they ever really ascend past a certain point, but they're they're very talented, and they'll be in a b- bunch of matches. So um, they'll definitely hang around for sure. Are they anybody today, like, like Aerostar, is that like? Aerostar is just Aerostar, I'm pretty sure. He was on, I'm pretty sure he was in that uh, Lucha uh, six-man that they had on Collision a few weeks ago that uh, Drago oh, was in as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's just a big star in Mexico. Um, and same same with Arhenis. I don't think he really ever becomes anything mm-hmm. else either. So okay. um, and I think we've talked about Superfly before. I think he's just kind of super flat so <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah um yeah really talented guys like i said i don't think they're ever going to be in that like main event picture but they'll be in these trios matches and you know they'll they'll face some other guys uh going forward for sure and like i like i said with the crew earlier i, I feel like ever since the beginning you know they did seem kind of like rick's lackeys but i feel like anytime they're in a match they may not be the most like talented guys but they always seem to put on a, at least a solid match it seems like and this one they really blew it out of the water for sure mm-hmm. so they're just they're good ring ring generals i guess is the best way to put it but um I, I think they definitely blew it out of the water here um but we'll move on to our next segment which is our 
interview with <laughs> interview with a vampiro <laughs> uh, with Puma and uh, Conan. Uh, Vamp sings the praises of Puma uh, and asks how he's feeling. Uh, Conan stops him from answering. Uh, says he's pissed off. Uh, he outlasted 19 other men in Aztec warfare to become champ, uh, and then beat Phoenix. He talks about uh, Conan. Then talks about Cage being a wannabe and or a never has been or a never will be. Uh, he says a bunch of stuff about him. Uh, Vamp then asks Puma if he was ready for Cage uh, when he attacked. Would it have been different? Uh, Conan then says yes. Cage would have been the one in the hospital. Uh, Vampiro then asks Puma about the critics that says he's all flash and he can't handle the power of Cage. Conan then says he's got something Cage doesn't, and that's brains. Uh, and then it kind of becomes a little bitching match between Conan and Vamp, and it stops being about Puma. And uh, mm-hmm. it stops being about Puma and Cage. Go, man! So. We can go right now. We can go right now. Yeah, these two old these two old fucks want to fight each other. So, um, but Jenny, what do you think of this uh, little interview with Vamp and Conan? Pretty much, Puma didn't say anything. Yeah, why is not Puma talking? Like, tell Conan to shut the fuck up and. He has brains, but he's a mute, apparently. He's not a mute. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, Vamp's style, once again, gets him in trouble. Um, mm. I, he's working to get his ass beat, apparently. Um, I don't know why you would go into an interview with such a bullshit attitude. But anyway, I guess... <laughs> We're going to have a feud between fucking Conan and Vampiro like we wanted in this promotion. You go you go in with a bullshit attitude when you're a bullshit human being. That's I what happens. So. So, um, but Jake, what do you think of the interview? Yeah, he's so like uh, nondescript or whatever in the commentary. And then he gets it in these. He's such like yeah. a um, like instigating like a cable news uh, interview <laughs> journalist. Like yeah. he has all these loaded questions. Like, you know, the critics are saying you're a flash in the pan. Like, are they saying that? Or are you saying that, Vampiro? Who are the critics here? <laughs> like you're just trying to stir shit. You know, some people think you actually kind of suck and shouldn't be champion. Well, what do you have to say to those people? You know, I'm just asking. I literally wrote, Vamp is such a shit stirrer in my notes. <laughs> right. But I kind of like it. I kind of like him on these. I don't know. Like, at least he's got some, like, on commentary, he's so just, like, there and doesn't really add a whole lot. Or in these, at least he's, like, fired up and giving this some energy. Like, at least giving Conan a reason to get pissed off. Uh, so, I, I did like that. The sound effects were uh, ridiculous, too. I like yeah. those freeze frames of, uh, <laughs> like, it's like, hey, I'm Vampiro, and like, and then like, Commentator legend. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's uh yeah but you know it was fine i mean i it's interesting what they're building it's like jay and silent bob with conan and uh, puma here right yeah i i like i like i've said before i do think he eventually speaks but he does not for a while i'm pretty sure so uh but we'll see i i don't remember 100 percent, but uh i we'll, we'll see as we go forward but um that'll lead straight into our main event that is prince puma versus cage for the lucha underground championship uh, Puma scores with a crazy dive as Cage is kind of making his entrance. Uh, Puma then continues to pounce with strikes on the floor. Uh, Puma then tries to use his speed to throw Cage off, but Cage's power is just too much. Cage is just chucking Puma from one side of the ring to the other, it seems. Uh, Cage wears him down with a neck crank and then continues to work the neck throughout the rest of the match. Uh, Puma is trying to do anything and everything to try to catch him off guard, but nothing seems to be working. 
Uh, Cage hits a awesome sit-out Alabama slam. Uh, they really call that one on a commentary as well mm-hmm. about how cool and innovative it is. Um, big clubbing blows in the corner by Cage. Uh, then Cage goes for a power slam, which Puma is actually able to finally turn into a tornado DDT to get some offense. Uh, he followed that follows that with a kick in the corner and a springboard clothesline. Uh, Cage then hits a double underhook suplex to kind of toss him across the ring, and I think he rolls outside at that point. Uh, he goes for the uh, superplex from the apron, uh, but Puma actually knocks him away and hits a uh, springboard meteora from the top rope. They then have a strike exchange, eventually won by Cage. Uh, they then uh, are back on the top rope where Cage uh, catches Puma off of a dive in the suplex position and hits a jackhammer, which is another awesome spot that was a repeat from a few weeks ago. Um, Cage then hits a world's strongest slam and a middle rope moonsault. Uh, nails two power bombs and goes for a third, but gets countered with a sunset flip cover. Uh, but he uh, and then Puma turns that into a drop kick. Uh, backup Puma charges and gets alley ooped into the turnbuckle. Uh, Cage then hits the F5, uh, but still only gets two off of that. He goes for a pump handle slam, but uh, gets hit with a series of kicks. Uh, Puma then hits the Northern Light Suplex, which transitions into a deadlift uh, vertical suplex, which is a ridiculous feat of strength, especially to do to some guy, a guy that is Cage's size. So um, he then goes up for the 630, but Cage pushes uh, pushes the ref into the rope, which makes Puma land on the top rope and kind of low blow himself. And then when Puma gets back to his feet, he low blows him once again, and we get a DQ finish here. Um I'll go into the post-match uh, before I go to you guys, but Cage kind of beats Puma's ass after that until Conan comes in and hits him with a cane shot. Uh, Cage then destroys Conan and proceeds to rip the Lucha Underground title in half, and then Conan is lying on the mat bleeding uh, as we go into our next scene, which we'll talk about after the match. But, uh, Jenny, what did you think of this main event? Ooh, okay. Look, I was kind of all about this match. Mm-hmm. Uh I was I don't know what I was expecting from Cage, but I, it wasn't that. Um, <laughs> it I enjoyed it a lot. Like I did not expect. I mean, there was some sloppiness in there, but sometimes you get that, especially with like Puma style. Even though he's tight, like his shit's tight, but um, that I felt like they were really connected in the match, and they were feeding off each other's energy. Um, a lot of big power moves, of course, by Cage. And he does look like a machine, man. Like, he just mm-hmm. keeps coming. Like, he just keeps going. And he throws Puma around like crazy. And mm-hmm. he's so good at bumping like that, too. So, it just looks so devastating. Um, so, it's kind of like they have what each other needs, you know? Puma needs yeah. a big guy to throw him around, mm-hmm. and Cage needs a little guy to really ragdoll. Um, yeah, they're a good style matchup for sure. Exactly. Uh, the ref push and blah, 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 DQ, okay. Um, I, I was surprised by it. I thought it would be a good battle, but a definitive win for Puma considering it's what his second title defense. Mm-hmm. So interesting that they still want to keep uh, keep Cage clean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they want to um, keep, keep this one in their back pocket for yeah. revenge. So, yeah, I I guess it makes sense, but 
I'm still not a huge fan of, of the finish. I did three and three quarter stars, though. Oh, wow. Well. I got you. Yeah, go ahead, Jake. <laughs> yeah, I went three and a quarter. I think it accomplished. I, I didn't love the finish. I did like the post-match yeah. a whole lot. But, yeah, I um, did like the post-match. Yeah, the uh, but the finish was just kind of cheap. But I think they at least accomplished, like, because they were kind of playing up. Like, I know Conan was complaining, like, why did this guy get a, a title shot? He just showed up, and just because he's, you know, this big juice monster, he goes <laughs> in and impresses Dario, and now he's, you know, he won one match. Now he gets the title shot, like, Puma had to work his ass off and win Aztec Warfare. Mm-hmm, um, but true. then it kind of works here because then Cage comes in and proves that he is worthy of going all the way to the mm-hmm. top because they kind of play it off really well, too, that the only reason, like, Puma just lasted long enough to like where Kate, like the match went on too long for Cage to, mm-hmm. to really win it the way he mm-hmm. should. And so as it went on, he was kind of off his game and then he makes a mistake and bumps the ref and screws up. But he definitely showed that if, you know, they had a match and he doesn't make that mistake, he could definitely take Puma, which is cool. And I like that he's like, he's doing a good job. I, I almost don't want him to do too much of the moonsault stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think one, like he did one in here that was fine. I don't want him to do too much of that and like kind of break his machineness, I guess. But he is like <laughs> oh. really good. You know what I mean? Like you want him to seem like he's a monster. I think if he's flipping around too much, it kind of like takes you out of it a bit. Yeah. But he just did his one like little Hoss moonsault was fine. But. Um, he has really good counters for like a big guy of all the arrow stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like, um, like he wouldn't just like okay, like he tries the arrow thing, he throws him on the ground. He would actually do like um maneuvers to counter everything Puma was doing. Mm-hmm. Puma selling was great, like spinning all over the place, making him look like a monster. So yeah, they had really good chemistry with this, and it wasn't. I think it was a little beyond just like it to me. It was like a little bit more than just like a little guy bump around for a big guy. I just liked yeah. the way that like Jenny said, they were really like attached to each other. Like it was a lot of counter sequences. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like cage hits a big move, uh, Puma sells and cage poses. Like they were constantly going back and forth with each other, which was cool. But, uh, but yeah, I went through in a quarter. I think it was a first, uh, I think it legitimizes cage. Like he's not just talking shit. Like he is, he can back up what he's saying. Uh, but in the, uh, I don't know. Did we fully get into the uh, the post match, or are we going there now? Uh, we haven't gotten to the Dario scene, but we we did, I talked about the uh, brawl. But you can talk about that if you want to. Right. I felt like the uh, I did like him ripping up the Kmart belt. That was cool. Got. Yes, that was my favorite right. part. It a hundred percent looked like it was made of like styrofoam. But it's terrible. That was definitely I, like a fourth graders like uh, art project mm-hmm. or some shit. Yeah. That was great. Um. I felt like they didn't sell on commentary, like Conan getting attacked enough. Like uh, they didn't make it out to be as big of a deal as I thought it should be. Like they laid hands on old man Conan with his cane. Like, oh man, he deserves it. Fuck man, him. fuck Conan. <laughs> but you know, like I feel like they should have, been like, yeah. oh my goodness, he put his hand on his mentor. Like this is the ultimate mm-hmm. sign of disrespect or something mm-hmm. like that. And I also kind of like, like uh, Conan, like. You know, he's a dickhead to Puma, but then he does kind of try and back him up. Like, he stands up for Puma and kind of puts mm-hmm. himself out there. So, it's a good little, like, conf- like there's, like, some tension because, like, Conan is, like, spilled blood for him, right? So, yes. obviously, Conan does care enough about him to, like, get involved. So, it's kind of, like, I like the uh, the conflict there. Like, Conan's kind of a dick, but he obviously does really... He's not, it's a, like a shades of gray, I guess you could say. Yeah, he's not in it for just like financial purposes of this guy, like winning him, you know, mm-hmm. more money and, uh, you know, being being kind of a dickhead mentor kind of coach guy. He's, right. He really does care about him. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they, I think you're right. They did kind of undersell him getting attacked, especially the fact that he bled. Uh, I thought that was definitely right, like, uh, insane for sure. I think they could have put the angle over a little bit stronger. Like that is a big deal. Like, look at this guy, this machine. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, the match was really good. The attack was really good. Um, I think Cage has really good clotheslines too. I feel like every every yes. he hits is like super impactful and has a good snap and uh, pop to it. So. Um, but yeah, that that where he catches the guy doing the dive into the suplex is just unreal. That was awesome. Um, just fucking just un- incredible. And then Puma doing the little Northern Lights into the vertical. Suplex yeah. Is, uh, also sick, especially like I said, because Cage is a big motherfucker and yeah. you know, Puma's not a big guy, so it's it was really interesting and uh, impressive to see him do that. But well, uh, you know that video package that you mentioned earlier. <laughs> He was fighting dudes in the in the in the parking right. lot in oh, yeah. slow mo, right? Like at a tailgate, like yeah. And I was like, okay, are this guy must not be able to move? Why is he in a lucha promotion? Because they're doing slow mo on this guy, and so I was not not prepared for like his agility and his speed. That moonsault knocked me over. I was like, what are we doing? He is doing the things, so I was very impressed. He's yeah. actually like, like a literal robot in the video. Right. Thing. <laughs> I didn't think we were doing like that much of a machine. Yeah, yeah they're like smashing chairs over him. He was like no son, <laughs> like the Terminator. Yeah, he needs. He just needs the uh, like one red eye that shows up whenever they zoom in on him or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean he's a uh, he. It's pretty incredible that he's not more pushed in like modern day uh, than he is because I think he's really impressive for his size, uh, for sure. But um. To finish the episode, we go to Dario's office. Uh, I think he's on the phone uh, when our mysterious Asian lady appears, uh, seemingly from out of nowhere, just kind of pops up. Um, she's, she says she's looking for someone that owes her. Dario uh, then asks who it is, and he says he will help her. She then just says one word, and that is Matanza. Dario kind of hesitates and then says he doesn't know anyone by that name. Uh, so the hesitation may be a little a little bit of a tell. Um, but she then lets Dario go and kind of whisk away in like a supernatural way. She just kind of poofs into like thin air and like a black little mist goes behind her or whatever. So, um, kind of interesting little scene there to in, in the episode that has a little bit of a plot device that we'll talk about in the next episode. But, um, uh, Jake, what'd you think of this uh, first episode? Uh, very and good episode. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was just like, I guess, the cliffhanger, like, what is a mysterious woman? Who is she talking about <laughs> next week on the LRA Network? Uh, but yeah, very good episode. I went seven and a half out of ten. We got two very good matches. We, you know, everything served a purpose, I felt like. Like, I feel like we legitimized Cage. We ended on a, a really good angle with Conan bleeding and ripping the Kmart belt up. It was all, that was all real good stuff. I mean... Yeah, it was quick, it was entertaining, and it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. So, very good. Nothing like super, like, uh, nothing all-time classic, but uh, <laughs> some really good matches. Not, not those five-star snowflakes we had on the list. Right, episode. of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, Jenny, what'd you think? <laughs> that, the mysterious lady, she just crop-dusted right out of there. Like, she sure <laughs> did. <laughs> she, she disappeared in a fart... <laughs> fart fog flew out yeah. he's oh, in the frijoles goodness. I love that 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, Dario's full of shit. He knows what she's talking about. So I don't, I don't trust him. I don't believe anything he says. Um, but I do believe this was a good episode. I did the seven and a half as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go seven and a half as well. Like Jake said, there were two really good matches um, and some 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 good uh, little packages and stuff in, in, in there as well. Um, the crew really blew it out of the water more than you would think they would. Uh, we had that Phoenix Mill match, which was probably the shockingly the worst match of the night, but it's still mm-hmm. uh, you could see that it could be, be better as, as we watched along with that. But another good defense and like uh, like I both said, Cage was kind of legitimized in that match. So um, really good episode um, for sure. But uh, our next episode will be episode number 13. That is going to be titled Johnny Mundo versus the Machine. Once again, probably giving away where we're headed in this episode. Um, but uh, we open that with highlights of Johnny Mundo and Dario's relationship thus far, kind of what they've been through. Um, and we also see the uh, video of our mystery lady uh, visiting Dario last week and then highlights from our main event last week as well. Um, we open again with some hot mariachi music, welcomes mm-hmm. us into the temple for the second week in a row. Uh, and then Vampus Striker welcome us into our first match, which is going to be Son of Havoc versus Angelico. Um, Ivelisse pre-match grabs a mic, says she's tired of reading on social media that Havoc sucks, says she doesn't date losers, and if anyone else wants to say either of them suck, they can step to her because she's the baddest bitch in this place. Um, Factually untrue, Ivelisse. He's literally a loser. <laughs> Loses every match, so yeah. <laughs> you do date losers. Yeah, apparently you do. So, <laughs> um, but to start the match, and Helico makes uh, Havoc look. Oh no, sorry. Before the match, they start to stand up next to each other, and Helico is super tall and lanky, so mm-hmm. he makes Havoc look like an absolute little person. I thought Ooh. I was watching uh, Masquerita Sagrada in the ring. With <laughs> wow. So. Um, but uh, there was a good exchange of holds to start things. Uh, and Helico scores with a good series of strikes, peaking with a big knee in the corner. Uh, Ivelisse then distracts, distracts and Helico, leading to Havoc hitting a very odd version of a sit-out pile driver. Uh, I don't really know how I could have described that, but that's kind of what I went with. Um, Havoc then <laughs> get, well, it was just a weird move. I, I didn't even know what to yeah. call it. Um, but uh, Havoc then gets Angelico in the corner, hits a few big strikes before standing with a, or scoring with a standing moonsault. Uh, they then trade offense back and forth before Havoc nails an atomic drop. Uh, Angelico then reverses a sunset flip into a double foot stomp. He also dodges a charge that ends up taking uh, Havoc out to the floor, to which Angelico nails a tope to the outside. Uh, back in the ring, Angelico hits a few strikes before Havoc nails a brutal backbreaker. They then battle on the top rope before Havoc dumps him off. It takes a little bit too long to go for his shooting star press, so he lands on his feet. And Helico then goes for his finish, uh, which is kind of like, uh, like a Splash Mountain powerbomb. Um, but he gets reversed into a Hurricane Rana to the floor. Havoc then acts like he's going to dive, but does a fake out and kind of shows his athleticism doing a back handspring before getting a kiss from Ivelisse. Uh, they then keep almost hitting Ivelisse on the apron, uh, until Havoc goes for a schoolboy roll-up, gets kicked out of it into Ivelisse, and that allows Angelico to roll him up and get the win. And then after the match, Ivelisse stomps off because she apparently is dating a loser. So, Jenny, what did you think <laughs> of this opener? <laughs> um, This was a sassy little match. 
And <laughs> <laughs> Only sassy this, matches exist when Pimpinella is involved. <laughs> that's true. But I thought this uh, great value Nick Wayne was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> true. Now, now, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He, he he reminded me of Nick Wayne. Yeah, uh, that is a good comparison for sure. Not not as good, obviously, or as young. Um, not as twinkish, but still. Exactly. Great. He's too tall. Not as taut as Nick Wayne. <laughs> and I I don't know I the the finish was silly, but I enjoyed mm-hmm. the rest of it. Um, and you know I enjoyed Evelise. I think she adds a lot to the match, and. For a sassy little opener, I did like two and three quarter stars on it. I got gotcha. you. That's where I'm at on the Son of Havoc match. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, Jake, what'd you think? <laughs> yeah, Son of Havoc, he's become almost like a pseudo comedy character. Like the matches aren't really comedic, mm-hmm. but it's just like you're waiting to see where he's going to yeah. slip on it's a like banana peel. <laughs> like, yeah. But I'm with you. I thought the ending was a little bit too cute. Like they did a little bit too much with that. But. I thought the match was all right. A lot of counter chains, uh, striker being too much. Because is it, I guess Angelico is from South Africa, I think it was. Yeah, that's what he and said. So, yeah, and so he makes like a Colonel De Beers reference. Like, come on. <laughs> on striker. God, like, he's got to right, prove his you know extensive knowledge. But, um, you know, I thought it was fine, but it wasn't like fluid like we see. Mm. Most of the matches we see here in Lucha Underground, like it's, I mean, which is a high bar, but you know, it they were going back and forth, but it didn't flow like most of the weeks here. So I ended up going two, and it could be, it maybe could be a better match than that, but I guess I'm just comparing it to what we normally see, like the the bar they've set here. And so I kind of judged it on that, but yeah, it's just kind of like watching the match, waiting to see where Sun Havoc's gonna fuck up, and you know, <laughs> yeah, <lose>. exactly. <laughs> I like that big uh, chest stomp. Like he really stomped on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was mm-hmm. a good one. I like that um, spot. I- I'll just yeah, say, count- go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, Jake. I'm sorry. No, I was say the counter of the uh, that like Razor's Edge move was pretty good. Like that mm-hmm. when he rotted out of that, that was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. So he can go. Havoc can go in the ring. He just can't pick up the dub. Mm-hmm. And then goes really good too. We'll see more of him going forward for sure. Uh, I'll just say get used to seeing these three uh, in the same uh, kind of thing. So oh, okay, uh, good. So- so we'll, that's uh, that's good news for me. See, we'll, more sassy it. matches to come. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get more sassy matches for sure. I'm just Why was that so funny? I don't know. I, I don't know. It just sounded funny. I just it's like a, it's like a funny way to describe it, but like somehow a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> yeah, I was saying it makes total sense, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, after that, we go to the back. We get um, Dario in his office. Uh, he's with someone that we don't see at first. They just show Dario talking to somebody. Um, says we haven't seen this person since Aztec Warfare. Uh, Cueto says they've both had some uh, some time and they uh, need to let bygones be bygones. Um, it is revealed to be Johnny Mundo. Uh, Mundo says he's ready for some action. Uh, Dario then says he always delivers five-star main events. Uh, mm-hmm. So he gets another opportunity tonight, and that is against Cage uh, after the attack of Puma last week. Uh, Mundo then says that handbone that destroyed your title, and then and then tells Dario that he needs to get a better title. So um, such a dork. I know. <laughs> He's like PG thirteen Kurt Russell, like <laughs> like with his ready for some action, man. I'm ready yeah, for some like action. 
He's like a D movie action yes, star. Yes, he is. That's perfect. I, I think we need to bring back the idea that we called people that we don't like ham bones. So I, 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 <laughs> I thought that was a hell of an insult. Um, not really. Um, but yeah, not much going on there. We get our main event set up. Um, but uh, our next match is going to be Famous B versus Pentagon Jr. Oh, boy. Uh, before the match, we get a uh, package about Pentagon, kind of about his past. Um says the best parts of martial arts survive through the generations. He represents the purest form of it while also being the most lethal and violent. Um, says he was taught to respect the ones that came before him, but their teachings were ancient. He goes, uh, he goes out of his way to combine martial arts with Lucha Libre, and that's his ultimate goal. Uh, his fighting style encapsulates the dark parts of the imagination. He says to be the best fighter you can possibly be, you must learn to fight with zero fear that if you can achieve that you'll be free and no one can defeat you uh so i'll go to y'all before the match uh jake what do you think of this little package before they they did this match i dig it i dig every time they do this stuff with the him being the hand-to-hand combat guy like mm-hmm. i kind of like that they're playing like he's this they're building up like he's like the shooter like almost like not like an mma guy but you know like a that kind of thing but he's also like a demon who embraces like the dark the dark yes. world so like he's like i'll hook you and then like i don't know eat your heart or something it's, mm. i kind of like his whole vibe it's like it, it bridges two like things that seem like they would be have nothing to do with each other like this gritty like mma <laughs> shit but then he's like a demon man <laughs> good old demon man uh Jay, right. <laughs> yeah i'm all about this guy his whole thing is is for me like He's huge. He's got this awesome mask. Like it's so intimidating looking, and um, right. he knows his shit. Like he just—he's just so lethal, and yeah, he could talk. You know, it's good. It's good shit. And and, and this is really a, a big start for him throughout this match. This ends up being a uh, kind of how he works this match and how things happen throughout it uh, starts to kind of be a little bit a part of his gimmick. So mm-hmm. um, we'll then go into the match. Um, Famous B immediately misses a drop kick and gets punted in the face for his trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pendon then hits one of his huge chops that just reverberates throughout the temple. Um, awesome chops for him always. Um, they then trade some offense with Penta eventually hitting a big super kick. He then finishes him off with a package pile driver and then locks in an arm submission uh, that gets the tap. Uh, I'll go ahead and go into the post-match. He still has a submission on after the bell rings and breaks Famous B's arm. So he snaps it back oh. and really breaks. Uh, he he kind of separates his shoulder, breaks his arm, uh, whatever you want to say. Um, he then takes the mic and says he's loyal to his who hit, to his master and that he is ready for whatever is to come. So apparently he has a new master after uh, Chavo uh, seems to turn on him. So um, he has somebody that he's answering to and this kind of guiding him apparently. And yeah, like I said, this, this little arm breaking thing kind of becomes Ooh. a part of his gimmick. So uh, we will see a lot of that going forward. But uh, Jenny, what'd you think of this uh, little squash here? Uh, fuck. It was scary. It was fucking scary. <laughs> um, that's because like, he just kind of plays with uh famous B like he, you know, mm-hmm. they just, they wrestle for maybe a minute if that, and then he just, wraps his fucking arm that submission i've never seen anybody do anything quite like that and then the arm break or whatever at the end was sick like this is scary 
I'm intimidated if I'm anybody <laughs> else in this promotion. So I did two stars on it because fuck, it was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think they claim that he breaks their arms, but you know, separated yeah. shoulder, whatever you yeah. want to say. Um, Jake, what do you think of the squash? Yeah, super effective for a squash match. Whatever your rating, I mean, yeah, two for me for a squash match is great, but it accomplished what it's supposed to. Like, and I love how well thought out they do this. Like, they do the video package where the whole point is like he does hand to hand combat, and then you go straight to the squash match, and they get over that like, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he does in the match. And I, I like that they're building them up as this because we have like so we have the guys like Puma and um you know and Phoenix who can kind of do like the aerial stuff. You have uh, Mill and now Cage, who are like these big brick shit houses. And now you have it kind of sets him apart. Now he's like this, you know, I guess like guy who can put you in an arm bar and break your arm kind of thing. So it kind of makes him his own. He's got his own style. He's kind of unique compared to everybody else, which is cool. But they shot that arm lock really well, too. Like when he snaps it, the way they sold it and the way they like move the camera, like I thought it all worked really well. Where like when he does, you're like, oh, that shit's broken. Like it was really well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that 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 uh, arm snap was uh, really good as well. Good. Is it a is it a baby face turn if if he turns on Shava like? Is uh, if he, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I think he's more of a baby face now since I mean obviously a heel turn on him. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, he he does answer to a new master and. Um, uh, that'll be a part of, you know, kind of a part of him going forward. That master will kind of give him. I wonder if his master will be the devil. Just straight up the See, devil. I, I don't know who would be the master of this man. You know, that makes right. me go like, what? Right, besides Satan. Right. right. Like- <laughs> it's got to be an, an actual evil entity. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Blue we'll see brother, Black yeah. Demol. <laughs> Black <laughs> Demol. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that'll be a big part of his character for, for the rest of the season, uh, for sure, is he answers to this master, and this master tells him to do these uh, certain things. So, oh, uh, but yeah, okay. re- re- really well done, uh, really good squash, um, and yeah, the arm break uh, will continue to be a part of our lives, and uh, will continue to be awesome, so. Um, but after that, we go uh, to the uh, cage where uh, Dario has his monster. Uh, says news of the re- a wrestling happening at the temple is spreading throughout the world and it's starting to catch on and everybody's starting to watch. Uh, he says he's sad that the monster can't experience it with Dario. Uh, tells the monster that Black Lotus uh, came looking for him last week. So that is our mysterious uh, woman that keeps uh, oh, popping up. Her name is name. Black, Black Lotus. Um, says she was a little girl back then, but tells the monster that he, he should see her now. And that if he gave her the key, she would come in and get some revenge. Uh, says he's not a fool and he needs to protect the temple from Matanza. So, um, Jake, um, what do you think of this little uh, package here? Yeah, it's interesting. It kind of gives us a little bit more, but not a ton more. Like, it makes me interested to see where it's going to go moving forward. But just another, I, I don't mind Dario having his little, you know, all his little bullshit going on. Like, <laughs> you, know, keep him, you know, I can keep him busy. Yeah. He's always got some drama going on. So it's fine. It kind of adds to like the soap opera-ness of it. I got you. <laughs> Dario have his caged animal, whatever the fuck he's got. Yeah, he's just he's always up to some fucking shenanigans. No kink shaming, you know. (laughs) Jenny, what'd you think? (laughs) I I love the name Black Lotus. That's Mm -hmm. great. That's a great name. Um, but yeah, I 
It's just more shady bullshit that he's trying to pull. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we learned that the monster's name is Matanza, so that that Matanza. is. So we learned his name and our mysterious uh, Asian woman that uh, Vamp has slobbered over multiple times uh, when she pops up in the crowd. So, um, Matanza but, uh, less cool of a name, in my opinion. Yeah, but I, well, yeah. sorry, right. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Um, <laughs> Logan said, "How dare you?" Well, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to give away too much, so I won't say. Anything, okay, but, thank you. Um, <laughs> so we'll move on to our next match uh, with uh, Drago and Aerostar. Um, I don't think they announced this, and I don't know if it originally started at this, but this ends up being the first match of a best of five series uh, that will take place over a m- number of weeks uh, over the next few months. Where they'll have a series of matches that end up being a best of five series. Um, but to start off, they trade, uh, they trade a bunch of holds, uh, and then Aerostar hits a Hurricane Rana. Um, Drago then drop kicks Aerostar's knee. Uh, after numerous reversals, Aerostar then nails a double stomp to the back of Drago. Uh, it was a springboard double stomp, actually. Um, Drago then reverses a whip and ends up hitting a code breaker from the middle rope. Drago then charges Arrow, uh, uh, but gets dumped onto the apron and then hit gets hit with like a 619 type move and then a springboard dive to the floor. Uh, back in the ring, Drago scores with some big kicks and then hits a reverse spine buster. Um, they then are running the ropes and Arrow doesn't quite leap high enough on a leapfrog, uh, but then he tries to catch him coming back with a monkey flip, uh, but hits with, get hits with a uh, basement drop kick for his troubles. Uh, Arrow then ends up on the floor and Drago hits a corkscrew dive out onto him. Uh, back in the back in the ring, uh, big backhand handspring elbow by Aerostar uh, follows with a victory roll, but only gets two. Drago then back up, nails a kick, uh, and hits his little flipping blockbuster DDT move that looks particularly sick in this uh, this scenario, but uh, is always really awesome to see at the same time. But it looked uh, particularly brutal on this one, uh, but that gets Drago the win. Uh, so, Jake, what do you think of this one? Yeah, this was. I was bummed that it was so quick, but it was awesome while it lasted. Like, mm-hmm. they were, like, so fluid, like, uh, so tight. Like, every movement was great. Uh, I like Aerostar's shoulder pads, too. They were sick. Yeah. <laughs> This is like the battle of two guys with uh, awesome mm-hmm. gear. Like Drago's gear is awesome, mm-hmm. and Aerostar came out with the shoulder pads. They were both looking <laughs> excellent. But yeah, um, really awesome air maneuvers. I like that drop kick. Like when he does, like Aerostar almost does like a cartwheel, and then yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. The blockbuster finish was awesome. Again, it was my only downside was just so quick. So I, I still went two and a half for as quick as it was. Uh, it's just a good, uh, not to use Sean's term, but uh, a good old, you know. FDD match. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't oh say God. that for good words. <laughs> Two and a half. Jenny, it was awesome. Jenny leaves the call. <laughs> Two and a half. Uh, I did three and a half. Yeah, um, there you go. Yeah. I just really liked it. I, I just, I really like both these guys. Um, mm. And I'm glad that you told me it was first in the five parter um, mm-hmm. yeah. because they did the little uh, Drago did the little handshake respect yep. angle at the end, which mm-hmm. I thought was very classy. Um, and then um, uh, arrow lifted his arm. So that was cool. I really like to see that. And, but yeah, this match fucked. <laughs> <It was awesome. laughs> the good Drago. And, and I, and I love that they made the, uh, 
this is a rare striker good thing that he said he kind of made the comparison that like you know Aerostars is Aerostars from the cosmos so he's kind of from heaven and then uh uh Drago's forged in hell basically mm. so there it's kind of the matchup of uh the, the cosmos and down below so I, I like that little analogy by uh by striker there so i thought that was a good good point out um but after the match we go to the back we're showing phoenix training kind of punching a punching bag uh doing some kicks to it as well uh when katrina comes in and seductively asks him what a person who can't die is afraid of she then kisses him and tells him to keep this between them or mill mill will bury both of them so, uh, Jenny, what do you think of this little uh, seduction here? Uh, before she kisses him, she very seductively mauls his chest. Mm-hmm. Her. Like, she's like, what's this tattoo about? Like, just <laughs> tracing it. So, she's always touching him, like, the whole time that they're talking. Mm-hmm. It's very hot. It's very hot. She's very hot. Phoenix is hot. I wanted to watch them have full-on sex uh, at the end of <laughs> Oh. With mask uh, or without mask? With with mask and Mill in the corner. So. Oh God. <laughs> Only high spot sex from them too. So. Uh, Jake, what'd you think? Phoenix, better watch out! It's a wicked woman trying to come after Jet him. The bail. No, don't let her touch you with your with a rock. <laughs> I think Mill's in on this. It's all a it's a wicked game, Phoenix. Oh yeah, you can't trust her. <laughs> can't trust. But she him. said, no. "Keep it on the DL, man." Yeah, she did. And it's all it's all part of the trick. Mill's in on, it and he's gonna murder him. He is. Mush him with his with his giant gut or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, heaving gut or whatever. This <laughs> throbbing gut. <laughs> God. Uh, Gonna break the cup show over Phoenix's head. <laughs> Phoenix is gonna come in and yeah, Katrina right. came and touched my penis while I was working out. So, yeah, Katrina and, 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 Katrina. and Mel's just gonna be like, "You motherfucker!" And uh, I'm just playing. Uh, but what did you have any other thoughts, Jake? No, that's about it. I got you. All right. Um, <laughs> We'll move on from there, uh, as hard as it'll be, um, to our main event, which is Johnny Mundo versus Cage. Um, Cage comes out with the destroyed title around his neck. I thought that was a really good touch. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the two trade holds to open before Cage hits a big arm drag and then transitions that into a backbreaker. Uh, Cage then tries to hit a back body drop, but Mundo lands on his feet and nails the most ridiculous twisting kick. Like, I don't even think he made contact with him. That's how ridiculous it was. Um, Mundo then continues hitting some big strikes and kicks. Um, Cage then ends up on the outside, and Mundo tries to do a dive, but Cage catches him and uh, power bombs him into the ring post with a sick thud. I thought that was a really good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, back in, Cage continues to rain down punches and a big clothesline. Uh, we see Cuerno observing from above, so uh, we don't quite know what's going on there, but uh, we see him kind of uh, seems to be uh, looking at this match and seeing maybe somebody he wants to have matches with later on. But uh, Cage continues working the back with numerous backbreakers. Uh, Cage then goes to unfamiliar territory and goes to the top rope where he misses a moonsault. So he hit the middle rope moonsault last week, but he goes to the top and misses this time. Um 
Mundo then nails some strikes um, and uh, to knock the big guy down uh, and then succeeds with a big drop kick and follows it with a running knee to a seated cage. Um, he then hits a series of reversals, uh, leads to Mundo uh, hitting a scorpion death drop, more and back and forth uh, to uh, at where Cage hits a uh, sit-out Alabama slam once again. Um, another exchange of reversals ends up with Johnny hitting a springboard kick from the middle rope. Uh, he then goes for the end of the world, but Cage rolls out, only for Mundo to hit a twisting dive over the ring post to the outside. Cuerno then slinks down the stairs and seemingly attacks Mundo out of nowhere, once again drawing a DQ. Um, Cuerno then focuses on uh, Mundo's knee, bashes it with a chair wrapped around the post. Um, the match is then restarted uh, on Dario's command, who comes out and kind of restarts the match. Uh, Cage then pounces the injured limb, continually attacks it. Mundo uh, does get one more surge in with some kicks uh, from the good leg and hits the moonlight drive, uh, but only gets two. Uh, he then tries to go for the end of the world once more, but his knee can't hold up and it kind of gives out. Cage then hits the uh, F5, or they don't they really give it a name, but I think he just calls it an F5. Um, but it's still only good for two. Um, Cage then goes for a gory special, but Mundo turns it into a sunset flip for a pin, but only gets two. Cage then hits a discus clothesline and then goes for the gory special again, but turns it into a flatliner, uh, and that gets him the win. Uh, so, Jake, what do you think of this uh, main event here? Um, I thought, like, what they were doing was good. Like, they both hit their spots on stuff. I didn't like – this was, like, one of the first matches so far in Lucha Underground where I didn't like the way this whole thing was, like, put together. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt very clunky to me, like – I feel like if you're going to do the thing where Mundo gets injured, like it kind of got over the same thing we did with the Puma match. Mundo's a little more boring to me than Puma. Like he's a <laughs> more vanilla version, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I thought it was pretty good, but I feel like once, you know, Mundo gets injured, I think you have Cage just wreck him immediately. Yeah. Like to get Cage, especially cause he got like the DQ win last time, like continue building him as a monster. Like all he needs is that one like opening and he just wrecks him. Like, I don't think Mundo mm-hmm. should have survived for like five minutes after he got injured. Like to me, Cage is such a monster. That one thing should have been enough for him to just destroy him. I mean, you got some good near falls out of it, but I don't know. It just felt a little clunky. Like it should have ended quick with Dara restarting and all that. But um, so I ended up going only going two and a half on it. I still think Cage looked really good in this. Like, mm-hmm. like to me, my rating is not about the what the two guys did. I just didn't like the way this whole thing was laid out very much. But you know, the the wrestling was solid. Yeah, and I think they could have gotten where they got without doing the DQ and the restart. I think Cuerno could have just attacked him with the ref having his back turned or something like that, and you know. Uh, gotten at the same spot, but I definitely think you're right. If they were going to do the DQ and then the restart, Cage needed to wreck him on right, the like, side, which he does, but it mm-hmm. he still gets a little bit of a surge, you know, so it, it seemed weird. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, same thing. I was just saying, yeah, I, I just think Mundo is, is a perfect guy for him to crush too. Like, it's a guy that they've kind of built up, but obviously they've kind of passed the point of him really being like, you know, he's almost like just a, a big name that they're in there for like spots like this. Mm-hmm. Like it's to me, he would be the perfect guy to continue to legitimize Cage by just having him, you know, just destroy him right quick. Gotcha. Uh, Jenny, what'd you think? Yeah, I was thinking that Mundo was the perfect guy for this um, to eat this, but I still don't like him kicking out of an F5. I don't care who's doing the F5. 
Um, I, I just don't buy that. Definitely not in this match, anyways. So, yeah, the the Dario factor annoyed me a, ta- a tiny bit. It took mm. it took a lot of the steam out of it. Yeah. Um, even King Corno being involved was I could kind of miss that as well. Like, uh-huh. I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where we want Cage to eventually land. You know, do we want to go after Puma in the title? Do we want him just fighting everybody? You know, it's, it seems like they were trying to keep him on a good. They're trying to do the big old push. Mm-hmm. So, um, not sure where is a good spot for him though in the push. So I did three stars. Yeah, the only problem with immediately giving him a title shot is like. You know, he either has to go back to that and he's kind of stuck, like, doing, you know, what else can... I mean, he can have plenty of good matches with a lot of these high flyers and stuff like that, but, um, you know, as far as, like, what his position is, it it is kind of confusing. Immediately going for the title and not being successful, obviously. Um, But, yeah, we'll see see where he goes, but it'll be definitely interesting to see that. Um, But, yeah, definitely not not the best way to end the show, but... um, I think it was still a good match somewhere in there for mm-hmm. sure, but I, I do think, I think they so could do too. better, and it could be a lot less clunky for sure. And obviously, we're heading towards Cuerno and Johnny Mundo being a feud, so uh, that'll be that'll be where they two those two go going forward. And but it, it's at the same time, Cage getting a win over Mundo, however nefarious it was, is still a big win for a new guy like that. So mm-hmm. um, definitely a big big step for him. Um, but. After that match, we get one more little scene. Dario's on the phone. Um, he says she she is here, and they need to take care of it. Uh, I, I guess talking about Black Lotus, I don't uh, know who else he could be talking about. Um, okay. He did, yeah. And then he hears a knock at the door. Uh, Dario tells him to go away, that the show is over, so he doesn't work after hours, apparently. Um, but a voice comes back and says the show is just starting. He comes in introduces himself as Alberto El Patron uh, and tells Dario that he already knew that and does his little signature smirk and we fade to black. So Alberto El Patron, a.k.a. Alberto Del Rio, uh, debuts here at the end of this episode. So, um, Jenny, I'll go back to you. What would you think of this little scene and what did you think of the episode as a whole? Wah, wah. What, <laughs> a, what a disappointing reveal. Uh <laughs> Thought it was going to be somebody cool, but it wasn't. Um, but I do like how Dario's like, show's over, motherfucker. I'm going to go home. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Leave me alone. <laughs> I got to go visit the cage or whatever. Um, but he hadn't gone full shitbag either, so he wasn't like a complete dick at this point. That was yeah. later. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting tease. Mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, you... for overall, I'd, I'd probably a little bit of a step down from our previous episode. So I'm at maybe like a six and a half. Gotcha. Uh, Jake, what'd you think of the reveal and uh, what'd you think of the episode? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, obviously, he's turned out to be kind of a shit bird, but uh, <laughs> uh, um, I will say he does seem like somebody that will fit in here, like, uh, yeah. like character wise and everything and i always kind of liked him in the ring yeah you know i always liked alberto del rio in the ring i always thought he was pretty good and he kind of um i think his style will fit in here too because he kind of he's not much of an aerial guy he kind of works more of a map based style too so i think that could be 
you know, again, kind of to keep the variety going with all the different guys in here that kind of all can, you know, fit into this lucha world, but kind of all work a different style. So I could see them working out here. But yeah, definitely a bit of a cool down episode. It seems to be the the pace they have with these, kind of like yeah. it seems like we have a really good episode and then like a, a decent one or just kind of good one. So I went six out of ten. Yeah, yeah, that that does seem to be a trend uh, that we've kind of caught on to for sure. That it seems like there's one good one and one that's not bad, but maybe not at, at the level for sure. But yeah, I'd probably go six, six and a half uh, on this episode. It, it had some good stuff, had a lot of plot development, maybe that we don't see yet. But once we get more into it, you'll see a lot of the stuff in this episode actually pans out to a lot of different stuff in the future. So um, a very important episode, but yeah, maybe not the best in ring or. Uh, exciting episode at the same time, but um, we'll go on to some awards. Um, we'll start out with match of the night. Um, Jake, who would you go with on that? I'm going to go with the six man match. Gotcha. Um, Jenny, what about you? I'm sorry. Say that again. I, uh, I, match of the night. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got by my ratings. Um, I did Puma versus cage. Puma versus Cage. All right. Um, I I think I'm going to go with Jake. I think I'm going to go Crew versus the uh, face team of Aerostar, Superfly, and Arhenis because I thought that kind of blew me out of the uh, out of the water more than uh, uh, I was expecting it to for sure. So um, we'll go to moment of the night. I will go with the uh, standing on top of the shoulders on top of, or on the on the middle rope. So uh, that was definitely my match of, or moment of the night. Uh, Jenny, what would you go with on that? Uh. I really like that spot, but I'm going to go with the Katrina and Phoenix makeout. I got you. Um, uh, Jake, what about you? I'm actually going to go with uh, Cage ripping the belt and then brutalizing Conan. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. That was pretty good. Um, Goes to show, just two episodes. I mean, those are all three worthy moments. Absolutely, 100%. Um, Cinematic scene. Um, Jake, what would you go with on that one? I'm probably going to go with Cage being a literal robot man and like yes. beating up the people who are like tailgating in a parking lot for some reason. Uh, I'm going to do the Penta video. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with there was a there was quite a few um, on mm-hmm. this one, but uh, I am going to go with the Penta video because that was uh, pretty sick and uh, obviously taught us more about where he came from and who he is. So. Um, but we'll go on to our last award and that's our top three, uh, and our MVP. So, uh, Jenny, who would be your top three this week and who would be your MVP? Out of those three? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to go cage. I'm going to go Drago. Mm-hmm. And I think I got to do Aerostar. All right. And who would be your MVP out of those three? Cage. Cage, I got you. Uh, Jake, what about you? MVP's got to be Vampiro for his journalistic. <laughs> no, uh, Cage, this is definitely the Cage, the Cage show, uh, both of these episodes. Um, and he, you know, he did it well. He took advantage of the spot. So he's in there, MVP. I'm probably going to go, I think I'm going to go crew. I thought they did a good job there in the best match. They elevated themselves. They don't just seem like a bunch of dorks anymore, like lackeys. So that's good <laughs> for them. And then I think I'm going to go hmm, the third one's. I, I kind of want to go Puma. You know, I don't know. I might go Pentagon for fucking breaking the guy's arm. Oh, that's not <laughs> bad. He looked, he, he looked like a badass. I mean, he didn't do a whole lot on these, but like, he's so legit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was definitely going to put Penta in mine. Um, Aerostar would be definitely one of mine as well, and then Cage for, uh, for sure. And then obviously Cage would be the MVP because he had two pretty solid matches and just showed out and showed that he's going to be a force uh, going forward in this podcast adventure of ours. So, um, yeah, really good week, really good couple of weeks. Obviously, first one probably a little better than the second one, but still solid episode on there our, on our second episode as well. Um, and a lot of, like I said, a lot of story development and a lot of, and a big debut there at the end, no matter how you feel about him. Um, but we will go to plugs now. Um, Jake, what you got? Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Me and Keithy just covered the Go Home to Bad Blood 03. So you can check that out here on the North South Connection and uh, over on the Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed. Logan, you and I do Highway to the Impact Zone. Um, mm-hmm. So that comes out every couple weeks. And uh, YouTube Roulette. Should uh, we'll be recording one of those soon? No idea what we're watching, but we'll figure out when we get there. I think we're doing our Halloween special Night of the Living Duds, so uh, we will not be watching. Oh, stuff, okay. So. <laughs> um, there you go. We'll, we'll, we will have that. Not that we ever watch good stuff, particularly, but we will really not be right. watching good stuff on that one. Uh, but, Jenny, what you got? <laughs> Night of the Living Dud is genius. Mm hmm. Um, and that was Matt's creation. I'll give him credit. I really, really love that idea. So anyway, um, this month in October, you can hear Freak Out Drive-Ins on every Wednesday. Um, so the whole month, you got a horror live watch podcast to sink your teeth into. See? See what I mean? About Vampiro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jenny Position. Gotcha. Um, the other pod that I do here on the North South Connection is talking docs. I do that with Jenny. That's on the Jenny position. Uh, uh, and we talk about documentaries. Uh, we just did one on Chimp Empire. Um, that was really interesting. Um, I, has that has that come out yet, Jenny? Yeah, yeah. it came out. Yeah, it yep. came out. Yeah, that's right. So definitely check that out. It was really interesting uh, talking about it. Um, and we'll do some other crazy uh, nature documentary after that, I'm sure. Um, but like Jake said, Highway to the Impact Zone, uh, we're just about to do the Hard Justice episode coming up pretty soon. Uh, so check that out. Um, and just check out all the feeds. Check out everything here on North South Connection. Uh, everybody's doing great stuff. So um, thank you for joining us as always. And we'll see you next time we enter. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow.